welcome to Real Talk with Rio and Murph, the most niche podcast on the internet. This week's sponsor is Playing the Whole Round Through. Abandoning is so last year. All right, this is episode 52, and we are a week into round 38. I'm happy to be back after last round's hiatus. Uh, Murph, I know you're excited to talk about how your round is going, so uh, go ahead. What's been happening? Well, I think we need to roll out the red carpet for you, my friend. Uh, we, 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 I think we all want to know how your sabbatical went. It was uh, enjoyed, is what I'll say. Uh, definitely felt good having the time off. Um, obviously, I think the uh, the circumstances of uh, of leaving were still controversial, um, but it's been looking like talk to death. But yeah, I, I definitely had a, a good break from the game. Um, I think I needed it. I was probably getting a lot of burnout from so many rounds in a row playing there. Uh, the only danger is I actually start to develop a bit of a social life, so uh, we're actually recording a few hours earlier than usual because I've got plans later on, which hasn't happened for a long, long time. Who's the lucky girl? Uh, mum. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not really uh... big. No, I've, got, I've got dinner plans with friends. Okay, gotcha. Okay, well, that sounds cool. Yeah, you always just gotta, you know, make sure there's a balance, right? And I always talk about the balance. You don't go too far into the deep end, right? Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't like I was, uh, you know, like refusing to go out with it, with uh, with people at all. Um, but definitely, like you know, not thinking about checking your phone all the time. Uh, it was definitely more conducive to to going out and uh, and doing other stuff. So so it's been uh, it's been good. And um, yeah, still happy to play though. Um, enjoying what's been going on this round. It's been interesting. So uh, happy to talk about it. And so, can you promise <clears throat> your fellow realmies um, that you will not? abandon this round yeah absolutely yeah i'm gonna be playing this one through uh the whole way regardless of what happens um last round was kind of exceptional circumstances and you know i said i'm not going to talk it to death but one of the things that did kind of irritate me was uh, a few people saying you know abandoning your realm was like you know leaves you all your wellmates in in the lurch and they can't really do anything but you know ultimately we had like three other players in the round that would actually speak all three of them completely different time zones. Two of them wanted to do their own things and barely ever spoke at all. So we really only had one person um, who was American who we only speak to, you know, in their evening. So it would have been weird if I was waking up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. just to get some conversation with them when uh, effectively our, our round was over. But um, it was still like, I didn't enjoy it. Um, didn't like that that aspect, but it, seems a, it seemed like a bit of a cheap shot when people were trying to... Uh, Throw us under the bus, saying, you know, we're we're killing the game by doing what we did. Okay, so do you have a reaction to the last episode that we did for last round? I uh, I was telling you just before we started recording that I it was the first episode I've listened to that I just stopped listening just because uh, it was uh, it was almost painful hearing some of the the misconceptions and uh, some of the accusations getting thrown out. So. I, uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I kind of stopped about a third of the way through. Um, let people have their opinions. I've got mine, and, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's your hot take. Hot take. No comment. Okay. And as a, uh, this week, we're joined by uh, Dave. You want to say hi? Hey. And you know him as our Black Ops correspondent and host of The Rush Hour with AGFX. Rush. Hello. So should we just dive right into her here? What's what's your guys' take on the round so far? <laughs> I can start. So, yeah, um, I mean, besides, yeah, besides I mean, the uh, definite silence. Right in. Like, where where do we yeah. begin with this? 
So I'm just going to go ahead and locate myself because it's going to make this conversation easier. So um, I am. You're going to put the uh, air tag on? The air tag activation? Yep. He's talking about this all from the outside. It's just going to make it more difficult. Um, So I am in seven. I'm the lizard folk, the king in realm seven. So it's been kind of an interesting round. We're obviously at war right now with with realm 11, who seems to have a pretty decent lead. Um, So our round's gone pretty well. We've obviously made some mistakes, but um, I feel like we've definitely slowed 11 down a little bit. So we'll just jump back to war declaration, I guess. Probably don't need to go too far back before that. But we kind of have been watching Realm 11 all round, like I'm sure most people have. And we saw they kept taking out kind of their top threats. So we had a halfling, which is my brother, who was doing really well. It got hit pretty early on when and we got um but he's been doing really well. And we saw them kind of just take out their competition left and right, taking out all the different icekins, whoever was the biggest threat. And they just positioned themselves so well. Like, were there mistakes made by us and by others? Sure, but they were always in the position to find those mistakes, to be ready for them. So round 11, I've been incredibly impressed by. So as we saw, they were kind of systematically taking out the biggest threats um, the morning before all the wars happened. Um, Our Black Ops people in our realm were kind of talking about, do we go to war with 11? So they were, you know how black oppers are, and I know what black oppers are. They want to go to war. And I was like, no, we're not going to war with Eleven. Because they're obviously probably going to mutual immediately, and their offenses are so crazy. Someone is definitely going to screw up in our realm and take a big war hit. So let's not do that, but let's prepare for war, because they will probably war us in the next day. So we started preparing for war, just in case, and then we noticed, oh, Eleven declared war with Realm Five. This is great. We've been starting to prepare for war anyway. Let's give them an hour or two to kind of use up all their stuff in case anyone wasn't on right at the first hour, um, and let's see what we can do. Because I felt like we were in one of the few realms keeping them in check at all. So John was building a lot of offense to try and make them build some defense um, so they couldn't just completely run away incredibly fast. Um, And we were hoping that between five and us, we would be able to slow them down a little bit. We were hoping we wouldn't take any war hits. I think the plan would have been perfect if we hadn't made two little big mistakes. Um, But I feel like John definitely did kind of keep them in check with his offense. And the fireballing, we'll probably get into that later, did have an effect. Um, Some sinking and stuff. But yeah, overall, the plan was right, but we did make two mistakes. So I don't know if you want me to pause there, go into some of the mistakes after that, or if anyone else wants to chip in up to there. Well, I'm sure Rio's got a question or two for you. 
I'm uh, I'm just still uh, digesting what's been going on. So I've been looking through the the town cries and um, yeah, I just just want to kind of like piggyback on on what you did say like earlier on. Because a few people said you know eleven haven't just really just kind of like just play just a regular fast round, but I do think that it was a definite targeted campaign. And if you look to kind of like the top threats from maybe like a day or two ago, they probably went for like three or four of them in the first week, which is a lot more than you normally see. So it was definitely a much more aggressive start. Um, and uh, and so I think yeah, you, you mentioned it. One of your guys hit took a hit pretty early on, which is what I uh, I noticed. So. From the start, it seemed to be like a more interesting, um, fast attacker melee than just see who who gets the best hits. Um, you did mention though there are a couple of mistakes, and I know that I can see there's a couple of hits from Realm Eleven into Realm Seven recently. So, is, is that what you're about to talk about? Yeah. Does anyone else want to comment before we get to those? Yeah, you're doing a terrible job, Dave. What's your <laughs> realm doing? What are they thinking? Come on. <laughs> We're yeah, trying. I just regurgitating the abuse that I was getting last round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even with these mistakes, which I'll get into here, I feel like we played it right. And I don't think anyone else has done much to slow them down. So they can complain about the mistakes we've made all they want and say we fed them or helped them run. But I also feel like we're the only ones who've held them back. So It's always the case, isn't it? It ultimately comes down to... Um, one or two realms in the early game that actually get stuck into the melee uh, while everybody else sits on their hands hoping that those one to two realms will do the right thing. Um, but yeah, I, I do wish that there was more of a warmongering um, attitude generally, but we, we just don't have it in the community. War, war now seems a bit weaker too, so it's probably not going to be um, changing anytime soon. Yeah, I predicted before the round started that with all the changes, we'd have a lot less, a lot fewer wars. And I think that that's definitely been the case, especially after we declared war on Realm 11. I kind of hoped maybe at least one other realm would jump in. I don't know if we necessarily needed it for sure, but, um, but yeah, everyone else was plenty happy just sitting back doing nothing. And it just seemed like the only two realms being willing to war are still the block packs so um doesn't seem like the regular folk are willing to jump in to wars at all i, I will just say on that but point yeah on that so every round that i've played in apart from the one where i packed a rush and you know three other explorers who are willing to black up my realm has never ever been in a position to actually go to war with uh for, for black ops just because we just didn't have the firepower within it now that you can do it with kind of like say three people, um, it's been much more openly discussed um, about who, when, um, and and what the benefits is. That was never, like, and I mean never um, was a possibility uh, in any of the last kind of like fifteen rounds or so. So I think there will be some kind of like dynamic shift happening, um, but I just don't think it's kind of like materialized just yet this round. I mean, now is the time if it's going to happen, because these guys are going <laughs> to be far enough ahead that even getting two or three people into range may may not happen. Yeah, but my point is that if if there's two people who are like potential targets for um, those hits, it's not going to be benefit if a third round jumps in if the other if the two targets are already being kind of dealt with. You don't really get that kind of pylon effect anymore. So 
jumping in at that stage, you know, it might not make sense. You might just be given 5% offense um, with no real gain. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. But you know, all the focus is going to be on our realm and that they'll have used everything up. So it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have hurt. But yeah, it may not have helped. So I can definitely see why people didn't. But we felt like we could make an impact and I feel like, like we have. So I still think our plan was sound, but two mistakes were made. So what you're saying is execution is where you fell short. Yeah. And neither of them had to happen. Once again, Realm 11 was just ready to, to pounce on any mistake. Really good ops. Know everything that's going on, which, I mean, every realm should. But, and they were ready to, to pounce on those mistakes. So speaking of Black Ops, I mean, you know, we got our Black Ops correspondent over here, and, uh, you know, he hasn't really said much about the Black Ops. Yeah, well, I tried the, I tried Fireball out in the tester, um, just to see how it worked. And you obviously tried Fireball out in the tester as well, Murph, just on the receiving end of it. Mm, you betcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, why do you feel I had to know what it, what it does. I felt like it was it was exactly how I thought it was going to go, and that's why I wanted to make sure that I got the receiving end in the tester, just to be prepared for how to best combat it. You know. Yeah. So I was and more what did than you happy learn? to get Ward. Oh, it's to me, it's kind of like a speed bump. You know, it's not going to cripple you. It's just a speed bump. Yeah, and that's that's how it feels to me as well. Um, it feels like it's uh, it's not devastating for whoever gets targeted. Um, not even in the least. It's just a small, you know, slow down a little bit. You know, <laughs> that's really all it is now. The, the the problem I think I have with Black Ops now, when you go to war, is well, take your Realm Eleven for example. There's three targets in there. Um, when you're at war for even just 48 hours, you've got nothing to do in that last 24 hours because uh, you've already hit all three of the targets, brought them down to the the burning limit. And now they're in reju- rejuvenation mode for the next 24 hours, and spell damage is reduced by 75%. So it's like 24 hours of the war, you're useful, and then the second 24, you're just sitting on your hands. What else are you meant to do? Well, that's especially true if it's very uncoordinated, right? So if you accidentally set burning off on all three of them, then the timer is on, right? At that moment, as soon as the burning starts. Yeah. So you have to be careful. And that's one of the hard things that's going to be really difficult to control in a realm where you don't necessarily, it's not like you can dictate to every individual player who they should fireball. Like in the round that we've all fireballed uh, Rio's pack, there was one guy in our realm who didn't communicate that fireballed Rio when everybody else was fireballing worst. I think that's the right way around. Um, And there was nothing we could do about that. He just didn't communicate. And if you end up in a realm like that now and they target someone early, Again, you're powerless to stop that from happening. I guess would you would you say it's almost worth burning being like its own um, kind of like spell, almost you know like plague or or something like, or even like plague could be the uh, like they could be combined, so that you're less likely to kind of accidentally you know set it off with just one fireball. Yeah, that's definitely a consideration. Um, I think that'd be a good idea to be honest, so that you don't accidentally trigger it. Yeah, because that was something I was, I was kind of keeping an eye on there. I was almost just doing revelations just to see um, if that had happened because you can't tell from like clear sites what's actually happening anymore now that um, you don't see like the resilience number. So it's, it's not always uh, easy to tell what's happening um, between the realms. 
yeah, it's definitely been a little bit more confusing trying to figure all that out. So I think it's been a little bit more complex to see what impact you're really having and when to start and when to stop. But I mean, it'll be a learning curve. Yeah, and I think my initial view, like so from the test round, um, my realm set up on, I think it was Rory, who was he was definitely looking to run away. And, and I think we coordinated it well. We had three dedicated black offers who kind of kept, we basically did the maximum amount of damage you possibly could. And it, it definitely kind of pulled him back in line so that he didn't he didn't get the win that he was possibly heading for. Um, but even then, I think maybe just that, that 20% vulnerability is probably not enough. I, I think you'd almost, you do need to increase that. Um, but with the ability to like protect yourself, because right now I'm I'm not even sure if it's worth doing um, many wizards at all. I think there's probably just a balance where you could almost say it's just don't bother doing it. Just kind of like take the the speed bump and uh, and ride right through it. Well, the one thing wizards do is they reduce the amount of peasants that can be burned, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is it is is it actually worth like I've not run, properly run the maths on it, but um, from speaking to a couple of people, they kind of said. It's not worth doing the full protection. Um, it's just worth doing, like, I think, like half protection or something like that. Just um, whatever it is. But if the damage was more significant, then you would be kind of like put in a position where, again, you would want to like invest in protection. Otherwise, you really can like um, play with fire with just uh, with your numbers. So, Rush, uh, you're not going to get involved in the Black Ops Wars here? Um, maybe. Do you want to oh, have a next. guess at where I am, Murph? If you, if you can guess my sure. location, I'll tell you where I am. Let me randomly pick a realm here. Let's go. Let's put in some numbers. Let's push enter. Um, yeah. What about realm thirteen? <laughs> realm thirteen. Oh, we do go up to thirteen. There's <laughs> <laughs> a um, realm thirteen. Yeah. yeah I was like, is there a realm thirteen? Um, no, I'm not in realm thirteen. You're terrible at guessing oh, my okay. location, but if you get it wrong every time. Yeah. Oh well. No. Well, let's let's look at the evidence. There's two realms at war. There's black oppers in one realm and black oppers in the other. Which one do you think I'm in? I don't know. I. Oh, sorry. Are you saying you're currently at war? Yeah. Oh wow! I wouldn't have thought. Um. Well, congrats. I guess yeah. if you're at war. I am in realm. Yeah, I'm in realm seven along with Dave. I was <laughs> uh, just uh, I was <laughs> keeping quiet to start <laughs> off with. So that I could give him a oh, bit of abuse. Shit, really? <laughs> yeah, just give him wow. a hard time at the start of the podcast and then come on and reveal myself. So just to oh, clarify, yeah. based on what people uh, were saying, um, since Realm 7 the ones that messed up, it's all Rush's fault again? Yeah, that's what yeah, I, I said to Dave. As soon as I come on this podcast, it's all going to get blamed on me again. <laughs> no, I still don't uh, think people... you messed up, though. I, I soloed this round, so I, I got placed in a random realm. Uh, and just happened to land with the Hydra. And uh, it's all the Hydra's fault. They're the ones making all the mistakes. So I, I washed my hands of it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fun. Well, congrats. You're involved poor in Dave, the Black Ops War. Yeah, poor Dave, though, because he's, he's trying his best to, to lead his crew to victory. And it's just little mistakes happen, and then someone gets invaded. And you're like, ah, oh, could have so easily been prevented if, if you'd just cast Ares or if you'd just refresh that up, you know? Little little tiny things like that. Yeah. You know, it's just the little things that can add up, right? And not everybody checks for the little things all the time, right? That's yeah. Well, that's that's the big danger in going to war. Um, and I think given that black ops are a bit weaker now, uh, we might want to look at making 
mutual war uh, less of a terrifying prospect because we would not have warned you if you hadn't already gone to war with five there was absolutely no chance we were going to risk mutual with top up um but you did make the decision to go to five and i said to dave uh, we might have an opportunity here um while they're distracted to knuckle in and do a bit of damage ourselves so we took the we took the opportunity you guys know why we went to war with five um, we just kind to be of clear, expect... I, I don't know if it had been stated, but did you no, want to say where you are? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're the uh, we're the big the big baddies this round. We're in eleven, and uh, you know, we're just rocking and rolling so far. It's it's looking good. We were expecting you to come to war with us, to be honest, and so we were a bit surprised when you went to war with five. And I personally haven't really looked at five, so I don't know why you went to war with them. Yeah, they they kind of forced our hand for what they were doing. Um, so their their halfling in there was training some some serious suicide ability there. <laughs> so what we had to do was, uh, you know, go ahead and sink him. And then of course we went ahead and sunk your halflings, which is very funny to me because halflings are supposed to be like a spy oriented race, but you know we're just teeing off on both these halflings' boats like it's nobody's business, you know. Like, we've had almost zero fails across the board on all these halflings. It's crazy. Yeah, we could see halflings well and not failing at all. Like, even if you're a halfling, it's okay to train some spies. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. You can do it. Unless uh, you're obviously in Realm 11, how... <laughs> what, what do you think your chances of winning are this round? Yeah, what's the merit percent? Oh, it's 100%. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. What's so confident? Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna litter corpses all over the place, right? We're, we looked yeah, at we're, we're ahead of where Playtay and Yami were last round. Um, okay. We got three of us rocking and rolling. We've got solid op support, right? So, you know, I'm. It's hard for us to see the downside in anything. I do have to give a brief shout out to Realm Five for being the only other realm who has kind of helped slow you guys down some i think i made a comment earlier that we were the only ones like putting pressure on you but obviously they did a lot too so they did do that suicide um and then obviously being able to get you to go to war with them was pretty huge so they definitely deserve a shout out and uh, well, i don't know if they were what would you expecting? say um, oh, sorry i was just gonna ask if rio wanted to give a percentage chance win on this realm just to see what his thoughts were so I would say, so I don't know if Bobo's with you. I'm, I'm assuming that he is. Um, and he's got a couple of runaway rounds under his belt. Um, if it was any other pack, I'd say it's probably close to 100. Now that it, I know it's Murph in there, um, I think everyone else has much better chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like, I didn't know that you were going to reveal yourself uh, so soon, so I, I was waiting for uh, somebody to get to 2,000 acres and then completely restructure their uh, all of their build and then uh, <laughs> slowly fall away. No, I don't think that's, that's going to happen come. this round. That ain't happening this round, boy. It's full beans. So can we talk about that that suicide on uh, on the Cobalt, though? Um, what what kind of what happened there? Because I wasn't surprised by uh, the attack, and uh, anyone paying attention to Discord um, would have seen that I had the GIF ready to go as soon as it happened. Um, but did you guys uh, anticipate what you were about to be on the receiving end of? 
we saw it coming like seven hours out. We didn't see it like we didn't see what he was training initially because all of our shit was tied up doing uh, target searching, I think, and we just didn't have the people on to do a, a full full sweep because you're still dealing with at that time, right? Like you still had like ten people to check fully, right? So we all we ultimately ended up missing uh, what was it eight hundred eight hundred spec op that was dropped. So yeah, we we missed that one. Yeah, the look from the outside was that you. Uh, I was actually anticipating like a, a triple uh, on the hour when when it happened, and so the look was that the the other two were uh, kind of like covering for the uh, for the kobold, um, and I guess that kind of sort of materialized when when the hit did come. Um, but was that what you were kind of like looking to do? Well, when we saw like it's seven hours out, we were able to kind of plan at least one hit from us on on him. I think it was range related why we couldn't get another hit on him, right? Because I think he would have fallen out of range. So we could only plant one on him. But it was pretty important to us at the time to knock out the kobold in five, right? Because we just wanted to keep limiting the people that could put pressure on us. So we were just kind of yeah, going through I mean, the like, list. When, when we adopted, it looked as though all three could hit the kobold in five um, that same hour. Well, your math was off. <laughs> I also want to give an apology to Five again for John and I hitting the suicider after all you did to help slow them down. But once again, we figured the best thing we could do for the rest of the game was to keep ourselves growing and somewhat threatening for a little bit. So, sorry. We really did look at a lot of other people in hopes that we could attack somebody else, but had to keep growing. Yeah, so just on that point, just, you uh, saw I, we, I was just about to say the uh, when when somebody does kind of do a big suicide, um, it's almost uh, yeah, it does go through your head if you're in a position to like, you know, hit the suicider. Do you want to kind of like keep them around um, so they have like another bullet left, perhaps, or do you just want to take the the cheap land because it's there? Um, and I think basically like both options are fine. You know, I don't think it's considered you know like a, a nap or an alliance to to leave them alone. Um, but at the same time, if you know if you think they're gone anyway, then you may as well can like take the land so somebody else doesn't take it. Um, my only thought is when you when you're doing that, kind of don't just kind of like eat like take up land and then kind of like fade out and do nothing yourself. If you're uh, if you're looking to compete or slow down the top people, then um, then go for it. And that was our thinking, and we definitely did look for some other targets, but we just couldn't beat that. Yeah, and um, I know for us sending when we sent that kobold the halfling is who we were the most afraid of at that time in the same realm in five and he had sent seconds after we had broken their kobold so we you know we kind of like did like a sigh of relief and then you know two hours later we, we realized the lizard had dropped a bunch of spec op so we're like ah oh, dang you know we missed that but we can at least you know avenge the kobold a little bit but we thought the same thing as you, real right? Like, okay, you know, when you get hit, how is that gonna cascade? Is it gonna cascade so where you could get hit by seven? And so we mathed it out, and it was not gonna be, it was not gonna be the case. So we were confident he was just gonna take the one hit. So that's why I'm kind of surprised where you thought it was gonna be a triple. I think you might be right. Maybe it was the uh... no. When I say the the triple, I thought you your three attackers could do the triple on the kobold. 
um, beforehand is it looked as though that the halfling and the firewalker had more offense. So um, I was surprised for the kobold to do it and the other two not. But maybe my uh, maybe the, like when they did the calc, it was just slightly off. But that was my kind of stance. I, I thought if they could, it would have made sense to just kind of go for it. And if, if you eat a suicide, you're going to eat a suicide either way. Right. Let me just see here. But one thing I do want to say about the 11 players is that early on, um, I, th- I think there's been a few times where there's been hits made and left less defense than the people being hit, um, which is always like a little bit ballsy. It's uh, it's kind of like fun to see because, you know, if you get the timing wrong, you can really, really like leave yourself open and completely kind of like end yourself doing that. But when you get it right, it just looks like such a strong move compared to, you know, just... Um, Playing the the way of just like hoping to get lucky with uh, with better hits just because you got more ups people, it's a more fun way to play. So uh, so I like seeing it. Yeah, and early it's all about the timings, right? So if you can get your attackers on different timings and really space it out nicely, it really creates peaks and valleys for the other people to deal with, right? So that was kind of part of our strategy was try to spread ourselves out as much as we can. Yeah, and we threw an example. Like, so not many people would have played the uh, the test round, but you you yourself made one of the best hits in terms of, like timing, um, maybe ever when you made that hit on the top land. Because not only was it a huge like amount of offense being used, you were actually safe from everybody just because the timing and schedules of uh, when people are out and when the training came in, um, and it was just a, a massive hit that just shows kind of like the timing of it. So. Um, if you've kind of like taken in or taken on that kind of mentality and uh, and done it again with you know three people, then it's just a doing a whole new level of play for you guys this round. Yeah, one well, the the main part of the tester was understanding exactly how this whole fireball thing works, right? Because it's one thing to read about it, but you got to like play through it, right, and figure out how it really affects you. Yeah, and I think the key is if you if you're running anyway, then it will slow you down, but it might not drag you back into the dogfight. Whereas you know previous fireballs would kill you dead um, potentially, unless you got like a two hit, three hit lead already, you could completely get um, like killed off or have other people just take over, which was always kind of like the danger um, of the, the last kind of set. But the position that you found yourselves in this time, I think it could be. In case of being able to absorb them, you know, if you get a war hit, great. Um, but otherwise, you can just wait for rejuvenation to kind of kick in and then carry on as you were before. The um, the other thing I think from the, that's new this round is the the factories. I think the factory change has meant there's a slight kind of reset in terms of um, all the stims that people are using. And we saw both in test round and this round that, you know, this like new super high land um, out of protection and then that delayed hit that had been tried and tested previously seemed to be a really, really strong way to go compared to, um, you know, like your, your standard 700 acres, say, and attacking right out the gates. Yeah, I know for why we chose that route, it was because uh, the economics of it, right? So, you know, we just had a great economy for the first essentially 24 hours. We're bigger. It's going to put us on different timings. I know, especially for the kobold, right? Like he was able to hit hour 16 or 17 out on 882 acres so which is fantastic right and then you have the halfling and the firewalker who we tried to space out but you know it's still tight there right yeah exactly and i, I think you probably kind of see that again because yeah looking at like our 18 hour 24 hour 25 something like that so <clears throat> all within that kind of like 18 to like 24 hour window um and that's always been the, the benefit of those higher land 
delayed hits. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that does just play out for the exact reasons that you said. The higher economy really kind of like kicks in for a good 24 hours, 48 hours afterwards when everyone else is still playing catch up. And it's risk averse, right? Because, you know, sometimes you get the out of protection suey guy, right? That just wants to go after somebody. So, you know, from our vantage point, we're like, okay, if there's a suey guy, he's going to go after somebody in the first 12 hours. We're going to know who that suey guy is. And then we're going to make sure we can defend that suey guy, right? Because far often that guy just goes off. He hits usually two or three times and then he's good done for the round, right? So we just wanted to make sure we didn't take anything from some sort of suey guy. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it materialized. Um, it did in the test round for sure, but not in the, in the main round. Um, it's kind of good because it's always a bit of a shame when somebody just gets completely taken out by, by somebody else who's only going to play for, you know, three days. But you're right, just being able to, like, remove that from the equation. Um, if you can, you may as well do it. And for us, like, we very clearly were able to identify who's going to be doing very good. And put pressure on those threats early is kind of what we wanted to do. So, like, right from the get-go, we you know we saw that there was going to be two halflings that were going to be an issue, so we wanted to put as much pressure as possible on both of them, and luckily we were able to get hit on one of them. And then, um, you know, you had the kobold also, um, and then the lizard folk in seven, and the halfling in seven, right? So really, it's only realm five and seven that were putting pressure on us. So we just wanted to make sure that, you know, if they're going to put pressure on us, great, but we're going to put pressure on them earlier than they can put it on us, right? And then let them chase us with mod game. And that's essentially how it's played out. Yeah, it's just from like early early vantage point, it seemed as though, like you said, it was Realm 11 seemed to have the lead, 5-7, and I think you'd probably throw in 12 as well, um, just with a pair of lizard folk. I feel like they had somebody else as well. But it seems, you know, like two or three in each realm would be fighting it out to see who'd be the uh, the winners of like the early round. And there were so many bounces, especially with the other lizard folks. Like it was insane how many bounces there were by some of the larger people, not just like the small little ones. Yeah, and sometimes um, a bounce can like hurt you more than even getting hit, um, just in terms of like losses and and momentum. Because you know if you get hit, you might lose like 40 acres, 50 acres. If you miss a hit, that could be 80 or 90 acres. And, you know, you're losing the offense, whereas the defensive losses are actually smaller. So it can actually be more painful doing that rather than a successful hit and, and receiving a hit. And shall we talk about the Icekins? Why do you guys think uh, the Icekins are going here? Well, there was a nice kid in our realm that got hit, but it was just due to, I think, just not being active enough. It was, a, it was an Aries drop, wasn't it? Dave, you'll, you'll maybe remember better than I do. Uh, I believe it was. Just uh, sitting with no arrows on while uh, Top Op was keeping track of him and got smacked. Yeah, Arius hasn't been our friend. Yeah. It has been strange. Just, just the that, sheer amount. Of yeah. Yeah. He's been, hit, by, he's, been hit, he's been hit three times by three different Dominions in 11. <laughs> so he's uh, definitely doing his part to help them forge a path to victory. Well, and you know what's yeah, funny is that the Icekins are inadvertently making the making the round a faster pace early, just because you're not going to rezone the mountains. Like that, those sixty percent mountains or whatever it is, they're going straight into Griffin Nest, right? So it just it just like when you get caught, it just speeds it up, right? Like it's like you're falling downhill, you know. And I did joke that 
there should be a thing where anytime you declare war, you get to put two people in realm zero. Um, if I could have done that, that probably would have helped us out. Then they come back to you once the war is over. Little, uh, you know, here's ten pounds. Go see, go see a movie sort of situation. <laughs> <laughs> you got two days. Go sit over in the corner. What they called when you don't it? Is it like medical discharge or something? <laughs> I'm not talking about the medical discharge that Rush is used to. <laughs> it is just tricky when you go to war. Like we've done really pretty well at top bop, at least on the top guys. And we warned people when they didn't have enough defense. We messaged people when their areas was off, and like there's just only so much you can do sometimes. Like our most recent areas drop. Like their phone died, so they weren't able to get onto it for like two hours because they were at a class and couldn't get it charged. So like we had no control over that one at all. And it was just it's little unfortunate things like that. Well, this very often comes back to it. It's it's like a zero sum game at the end of the day. So you know what's bad luck for one person could be good luck for someone else. Um, there always is that element of luck as well with with targets, and especially when it does come to like spell drops. Um, and yeah, just you know, if you don't have signal, or you know, like your phone just suddenly just uh, bricks, or or just anything, you know, like if there's just a delay, there's something that can uh, it can cost you. And you know, I feel like Realm Eleven's been pretty blessed with who's landed with us. You know, like obviously, you know, Rush's friends are all in here, right? You got McGill, right? Rush, you taught him well. He's doing great. We got Sakura, we got Chronal, we got AG Effects. See, this is the problem right? with got... uh, training up young up and coming black operas, is that the next round they're your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing great. He's doing really good, Rush. Like you should be really proud with the training that you gave him because you know, he took all the tools that you gave him and he's putting them to good use. Well, I'm glad to hear it. He was a he was a good player when I played with him, so pleased to hear it. It is kind of fun to have some of these new players step up. Like, I'm proud of my brother. This is just his fourth round, and he's been doing better than me all round and in the tester. So it's been a quick learn, even though he did make some mistakes. He's still doing better than me. So it's kind of fun seeing some of these newer players step up and learn. And sometimes you learn the hard way, but, like, I've been impressed by some of the new blood. Hopefully we can continue to get and retain some new players. And speaking of new players, we actually have a new player in our realm who have already corrupted to the dark side. So <laughs> he's enjoying black hopping this oh, round, and uh, he's yeah. So we'll have another one added to the pool for next round. Yeah, that's the trick, right? Teach him while they're young, get him hooked. That's right. But we also, um, Rio, you may you may recognize this name because it goes way back. Like I, you don't, you may not have actually been playing yet when this name was playing um you ever hear of a guy named harmonious back in the day classic yeah no he landed with us in the test round so uh, i recognized it straight away because he was i'm pretty sure he was um one of the first like elite um pack mates that myself and ladida played with so he was kind of like core into kind of like, getting me from noob who just you know would zooge my way through a round to actually saying okay this is how you this is how you play this is how you kind of like, keep it safe this is what we're doing um so yeah, I'm so like, I mean, I'm not happy that he landed with you if he's playing well, but it's uh, it's good that he's gonna come back. Yeah, he's been a great random, you know. And we also have Slide Del Vecchio, 
who's doing his his strategy. Um, I don't know if he thinks it's going as well as he wanted it to go, but you know, he's doing his own thing, and you know, we respect anybody's opinions of what they want to do, right? Like we we're very hands off with our group, right? We're like, great if that's what you want to do. How can we help you do what you want to do, right? Like if you have a vision and you think it's going to go well, great, we're going to support that vision, right? It definitely feels as though this round, and I don't know if that made a change, but we landed with a lot more people who are willing to like at least join Discord and talk. So, um, so this round definitely seems to be easier to communicate and, and to talk to, and, like mentor and stuff. And what, what um, a couple of us have kind of like done is like buddied up with people in our realm, and we just said, okay, I'm going to pay particular focus on what this person's doing. Be the one if they've got questions they can come to. You know, they can speak generally to everybody else, but we'll try to like focus um, a little more, of, bit more of that. And it seems to have uh, really helped him. It's kind of good what Rush was saying about, you know, like showing, showing a few people the ropes because you really do want the talent to kind of like spread out. And there'll be a worse game if there really was only kind of like, you know, like 10 or 20 people capable of competing. If you get that up to like, you know, 40, 50, 60, um, at least everyone get like a, a decent handle on, on the game, even if they don't want to win, but they, they know what they're doing to play their part, then that makes the game way more interesting for everybody. And that's kind of what I've always talked about having like larger realms because you get that kind of support you get that kind of like training and mentoring and teaching so so it seems to have like naturally happened just from what i'm hearing this round well i wonder if yeah, Fett's social scoring algorithm has kicked in because he said it was going to take a few rounds for that to take effect and then the, the people who are usually not interacting with the realm is would be spread out more rather than just getting all put in your realm real so <laughs> that might be the case now i don't know yeah, quite possibly. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a, a big step up. And uh, we de- definitely got probably at least two more than average, I'd say, speaking. Definitely not everybody, but um, it seems much more um, much more than usual, which has been good. And while we're talking about yeah, the changes he's made, can I just give a shout out to like all the new stuff, like the bounty board and the automation? Like, big thank oh you God, to, to all the people. Whoever, whoever else, thank you. I will never stop singing the praises of automation. Like I cannot. I am so grateful for that change. Yeah, I'd even like to see three automated actions. To be honest with you, you know, and behind the scenes, I'm pushing for three. Just so you know. I think three would be good too. Because when I'm doing two, I'd be like, ah, if I could just have one more, I'd be like covered for the night. You know. I don't think I'd want to see past four. Three would be great. Yeah, I completely agree with everybody as well, and it's it's one of these slight changes that I, I think, you know, if I'm if I'm being a pessimist about it, I would say it probably doesn't benefit me. It probably like hurts me a little bit because I I can play kind of through the night um, for long periods. So from that perspective, I cannot hurt. But it's such a, a great benefit to the like the wider game um, that I think it's like well well worth doing. So I'm really kind of happy, like, happy it's come through as well. And, um, for myself, I sometimes like might set up automations and just naturally wake up anyway and cancel it. Then then use it like during the middle of the day. You know, if I'm going out for a few hours, and I often use one at night and one during the day. Yeah, and John and I can wake up all hours of the night, but I still love it too. So yeah, it may hurt me a tiny bit, but if it gets me a couple extra hours of sleep, even though it hurts me in the game. Real life, crazy enough, is more important than the game. And it's good for that. So speaking of your realms, right? Like how many of your realmies are on Discord? I know for us it's eleven out of twelve. It's, I think it's eleven out of twelve, yeah. Eleven out of twelve for us. 
like they're not all super active, but they're all, they've all at least said something, you know. Yeah, we probably do have yeah. three or four that rarely say anything, but they're there. And and Rio, what's your number at? Um, I think yeah, nearly all. But, but likewise, you know, some people just kind of like check in, just like once or twice a day, um, ask a little bit of advice or say something, or you know, just even help out. So you know, who who needs up? Um, or can I get help with this? And then you know, we'll do the whole bounty system as well. But um, compared to you know, like three, like one active and like two very very casual or inactive people that I've had most rounds, it's been a big big step up. I think most people are at least that level of you know casual, but still checking in. Yeah, we've been blessed. Like all eleven are just chatty Cathy's, right? So it's just you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, there's 300 messages here. Okay, what's going on, guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 really good having talkative social people right on Discord. It's pretty important. It's interesting. Is that between Realm Seven and Realm Eleven, I think we've got most of the Black Oppers in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we haven't yet yeah, seen I mean, whether or not the changes to Fireball are going to encourage a different style of we haven't seen that yet because it's still the same old people doing it so it'll be interesting to see how this round plays out like alluding back to what Rio was saying earlier his realm was actively discussing whether or not they could go to war which is definitely a step in the right direction in my view yeah and I love mutual war so you know if anybody wants to war you know we'll definitely give you a mutual and let me tell you, there's just a bunch of folks in here that want me to war anyway, right? So we have to we have to try to balance out the approach here, you know. But I think we're we're actively going to be targeting people because it's just more fun that way, you know. Yeah, I should say as well that the uh, there was one person in our realm who said they've uh, played with uh, a couple, of like uh, or we played a couple rounds in a row of like a, a different top pack, and they refused to go to war at any point. So we said even if we haven't, at least we're discussing it this time. Yeah, is that person Oment real? <laughs> I, I think he did play with that pack in one of those rounds. Yeah, so Rio, what's your, I guess, optics on the early round here? How do you think it's shaping up? <clears throat> um, I still, what are we like seven days in now? So I think initially, um, the the first like fight of all the fast attackers. I was almost disappointed that the uh, that your Realm Eleven strategy worked so well in that you know that high land delayed attacking because it seemed pretty early on that you guys had the edge. It would have been nicer if everyone's like mixed a lot more, so it was more of like a, a dogfight rather than just kind of like you know leaders out front and everyone else just kind of like hanging on. But that's kind of established itself, and it's kind of nice to see those people that are behind are still you know being a bit of a fawn on the side, you know. One suicide's happened, you know, other suicides were building before getting sunk. I think the the war decision um, was right. I kind of had anticipated that happening as well when I saw what was going on. So that's all been kind of like, there's been very few mistakes from Realm 11 side. I think Realm 7 side, when you're talking, you know, sometimes you can do the right things, um, but still didn't go your way. And that's kind of how I've seen it happening this time. And I think round five is kind of like similar position as well. I think they've done like a lot of the right things, um, but they've just been kind of like caught out because they've had to take chances and they've been paying for those chances as well. So um, the early round's sort of done at this moment. I think we're now going to start seeing, um, you know, like a host of, you know, like goblin converters. Um, I'm seeing like dwarf converters and I'm seeing some uh, people like Nox coming through as well. And some of the slower attackers and mid-range 
um, or mid speed players coming through. So I think we're we're definitely at the point now where kind of like the mid game is starting to happen. So this is where it's almost like a, a whole new set of characters come in, and uh, and you have to see how the Realm Eleven are going to compete against those guys instead. Yeah, that's the fun part. But it's definitely comparing this round to the last round. I think last round the beginning part was over so quickly, and it was just you know. Um, the winners just like walked their way through the first kind of like twenty or thirty days. It wasn't until the kind of like the converters and some of like the slower people came along, and I think they were held back by um, by like the the bug with the bots and stuff, which kind of hurt the game a little bit or hurt the round a little bit in terms of you know maybe maybe it would have been a closer fight in the end. This round, I think, is going to be a lot more fun. I think there's going to be a lot more people that have to get taken down um, like one by one in order for for eleven to stay clear. So what you're saying is we got to take a clinical approach to this. Yeah, I think you've done it. I think what you've done so far has been great. <laughs> um, but it's definitely definitely not 100% over. Um, there's still mistakes that could be made, or there's still just kind of like bad luck that can go your way, or, or even just, you know, just time might catch up with you if you've got super inefficient races on top. I've been in that position before plenty of times and, uh, and lost it. So it's definitely, uh, fat lady's not singing just yet. Yeah, you didn't have the uh, the coach Murph in your corner, right? I'm like the Bill Belichick, right? Once I get a team in front, that team fucking wins. Well, I mean, once you got Bobo doing just what Bobo does, which is uh, probably not listening to you, the uh, you might get the win. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So is there anything other kind of topics you guys wanted to touch on here that we may have missed? Well, I know that you guys always like to uh, talk about themes this round. We've not touched on that yet. Right. So can you... Uh... Uh, our theme in uh, 7 is... I, 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 I don't really know what my name means, to be honest. I just went along with it. Because like, I have seen The Sopranos a couple of seasons of it many years ago. Um, but I don't, I'm not able to quote lines from it uh, the way the guy who suggested it in our realm is... Um, so we've got a, a Sopranos quote theme going on. And which... the Sopranos theme, like none of the Hydra's ever seen the Sopranos. So good thing you have court jesters now, because normally like the names and the theme and the realm name are like my jam. But I've had to relinquish that to someone who's actually knows the Sopranos. Yeah, what even... Actually, I'm going to stop myself before I finish that sentence because it will just immediately say which Dominion I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Although it's I'm probably... Sure have it narrowed down to two or three anyway. So. Yeah. Because yeah. odds are you got like a roll, right? A roll of some sort. Yeah, I'm just looking through the realms here of themes. I don't really know... Okay, so Realm 1's theme is... Patriot, patron saints. Okay. We have several themes that have kind of been done before a million times or similar. Or it reminded me a bit of the, the theme in Myth's Realm last round with um, the gods. And oh, yeah. So you think Mithrandir's in one? <clears throat> no, there's like, you know what's funny? You hear that, Mithrandir? Yeah. Rush is calling you out. He thinks you're in one and bringing all the attention over there. But you know what's funny about Realm 1 is that. They have just so much mountain-based races in there, right? So the it's top pretty four guys obvious which wonder. 
So yeah, they're top four guys, right? Nice <laughs> Realm two's got the mist theme going on, which is all right. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I quite like Realm three there. Their uh, theme, which is what um, I'm guessing New Year's resolutions, maybe. Right. But there's a few references to this podcast in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a glory hole moment. That's fair. (laughs) But I don't think there's been a round where I've seen so many Icekins, right? Like, it's crazy. Realm 4 is a a Monty Python reference, I think. I don't know what Realm 5 is doing. They've just sort of got the same... um, that New Year's resolutions too. Yeah, but it's like real life and Dom mixed resolutions. Finding that, that balance between life and Dominion, it's important. Good job, Realm 5. Yeah. There's two people in there that are trying to get better sleep, so use the automation, guys. <laughs> yeah. And 6 is the Ninja Turtles. Yep, 6 is the Ninja Turtles. 8 is Cartoons. Ever since, I always get the Pepper Ann theme stuck in my head, and I don't even really remember ever watching that show, but for some reason, every time I'm going through the realms and I see Pepper Ann, I get the dang intro to the cartoon stuck in my head for, like, hours. I have no idea what Pepper Ann is. Is that a UK cartoon reel? I don't recognize it. I I don't even think I watched it. I don't remember ever watching it, but somehow I have... I know the theme. So YouTube the Pepper Ann theme, and then you can have it stuck in your head forever too. It's not even good. No. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, shout out to Johnny Bravo. That cartoon was awesome. Ducktales. I liked Ducktales. That one I did watch. What about Nine? What's is this like a witch's brew or something? Like I don't even know what, what this a, is. Birth yeah. defects or something. Oh, it's a terrible. That's what happens thing. when you get older. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. They they do like the word terrible a lot in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Ten is okay. <laughs> their, their name is Bestiality Boys. So Alright. Alright. I mean it's rappers uh mixed with uh um if you're like double on sons or or uh right. So this this would be a realm that uh Mariz couldn't show his wife in case his son is playing. This is a not PG thirteen realm, guys. Shaking my finger at you. <laughs> then we got the dinosaurs in eleven. Yeah, we try to do like 12. a dinosaur pun kind of thing. Twelve is just referencing other winners, isn't it? Daily dose of vitamin Nate. That was his his round win name was Daily Dose of Vitamin D. Yeah, they all have to do with round winners. Play yeah. toy. Rio. Well, just the four or five that he did the theme. Yeah, I don't remember. I agree with Lars ever winning. Lars Lavinia. <laughs> no, I don't think he's a part of the theme. <laughs> I agree with I agree with the dark elf. I've eaten as the worst round winner ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then thirteen, who I've only recently found out exists. Um, right. I'm not I don't. Really sure. Yeah, I don't know. I like cheese potatoes as a name. That's good. Cheese potatoes. That sound good. Frosty fruits. I don't know what that means, but it's a blueberry smoothie. Love That's me a blueberry smoothie. 
Anyway, yeah, that's the not, themes. They're okay. I'm not bowled over by any of the themes this round. I include my own realm. <laughs> we yeah, need, I don't uh, understand my own realm at all. Yeah, it's hard sometimes to get a really creative theme, and I didn't, to be fair, I didn't even try to come up with one this round. So. so you just fell into the gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> that could be me, but I, I'm not going to confirm either way. Yeah, I would just say sometimes, you know, the gabagool just finds you, right? You don't find the gabagool. What the hell is gabagool? I don't know what it is. Clearly an Italian food. Yeah, it's like, it comes in slices. Like crumpets. Sliced crumpet. Oh, it's not at all like that. It's an Italian dried meat. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you put it on like a, sub- a submarine sandwich. I just imagine, like, in The Sopranos, Gabagool is like reading tea leaves. Instead of reading tea leaves to learn their future, they they a slice of Gabagool. The old Gabagool. So you know what's going to be funny for the Rush Hour podcast is that you know where AGFX is, and AGFX knows where you are. So you can be more sure. free and open. Yeah, and uh, we can... Uh, I hope he's, he's got some thoughts on Black Ops. We can compare notes and uh, see whether or not we think it's working well. Yeah, and I know he's got some... I don't want to spoil it here, because he probably wants to release it on your pod. But I know he's got some some things that uh, he probably wants to share. Um, I'm keen, I'll let, I'll keen to see what he thinks about. I'm keen to see what he thinks about the uh, friendly spells because I know he was pushing for stuff like that. So we'll see what he thinks about those. Um, I haven't. I don't have the role to access them this round, so I haven't used any of them. I am. Right. I'll save it for the Russian podcast because it's it's Black Ops focus. I'll keep my opinions for for them. Okay. Yeah. And do you know who your guests are going to be for your first episode of the season? Uh, I have one in mind, uh, but I haven't actually asked them yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know for us, moving forward, I'd love to have you know, somebody from Realm 5 come on at some point. Um, I have no idea who's in there, but if they ever want to come on and, and talk us through what's going on, if you want to, you're more than welcome to join us for a future episode. Just reach out to me or Rio. Make it and, a New Year's resolution to appear on the Real Talk pod. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing we can talk, touch on is the wonders, right? So we have one wonder that's fallen, at least, and that's in Realm 13. It's the uh, Halls of Knowledge. So that's not too bad to have. I suspect they're not going to keep that for very long. That's a very popular wonder. And what's what's your guys' opinion on, like, the Wizard Academy now? Like, is does it really do anything, right? Like... You know, yeah, I'm like, I don't know how that plays into stuff now. I think minus 50% hostile spell damage in the current environment would mean that fireballs weren't worthwhile at all. If they had any wizards, it would just be pointless. So you could make yourself completely immune to war. But then when rejuvenation kicks in on top of that, it's like it's not doing anything for you. Like your rejuvenation spell is more powerful than that wonder. So... I really don't know what its role is anymore. It could maybe be be modified to be pro-Black Ops, plus 50% hostile spell damage would be quite nice. I wouldn't say no. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Rio? Yeah, I was going to think of like the... uh, Because ultimately in the past, and I don't know if it's more so or less so this time, it's it's kind of like one that you would like to kind of like snag from zero, just because if you do have people that are likely to be like, you know, fireboard ultimately... Um, it gives you 
a 24-hour window of anyone declaring on you before they can do anything. Um, it's unlikely that somebody's going to like target you when you've got that um, and go straight for like fireballs just because you're going to set the burning off immediately. Um, and then by the time you're kind of like able to take the wander down, rejuvenation kicks in. So it's it's really just like a defensive one. But if you're not the number one target for fireball um, as a realm or you know as an individual dominion, it's kind of pointless. You know you don't get any benefit, whereas all the other ones give you some kind of benefit. So um so it's really just kind of like that you're a bit of like a one-trick pony so i guess if you like you know if you are a dominant realm in dominant position and you don't have the ability to fight back with black ops yourself then it's worth having if you're not in that position then um you can like you just got something that's doing nothing for you there's like a preemptive wonder just like an extra layer of defense I don't think it is anymore, actually. Um, I don't think it's even a, a layer of defense for a preemptive strike because Black Ops works different now with the way Fireball works. You don't really need the element of surprise anymore as much as you used to because of the way Energy Mirror has been changed. So because it doesn't reflect spells anymore and just takes 15% off the damage, um, I don't feel pressured to coordinate you know a whole gang of people to launch all at the same time anymore um so i think if you ward a realm that had that wonder you'd be quite happy sitting on your hands chilling for 24 hours knock the wonder down then fireball your target uh, and they get no protection from it whatsoever in my view the only thing they could do is try and prepare uh training some wizards but of course any black hot realm worth their salt would assassinate those as they came in yeah i guess that's my kind of my point i think <laughs> if you know if, if you did get ward um you, you just had that time to kind of like prepare so but what you're saying is you, you think that the protection required is far less now anyway and uh it just kind of like it will just delay rather than actually prevent i think so yeah still it's one of those cheap wonders so you could knock it down for the prestige pretty easily oh no you don't get prestige from zero do you so maybe not even that uh, yeah i know personally i don't really value any of these wonders highly you know so I'm not even saying we're even going to go for a wonder this round because they're kind of like meh. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing in there that's really grabbing my attention that we should really go after. I think your uh, black operas will take one down at some point, whether you are expecting it or not. Or if it's just a shame the astral panopticon's not up there. Well, thank God. I mean, your realm's done at least 30,000 cyclone damage to something. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am aware. Yeah, yeah. I think looking at the the wonder selection, they're all almost like niche, and it's good in the way that you can kind of like see the wonder selection before the round, or at least some of them. So you know, you might be seeing, you know, with or that that could be a reason why you see um, so many ice skins and gnomes in in a certain realm. Um, that type of strategy works, or you know, you've got stuff where like the research production. So you know, if somebody wants to go heavily into schools and, and get as many techs as they can, that that kind of works. School of War has been used to a great effect in the past as well if people want to go heavy racks so um quite a few of them do do help um for specific niche strategies um but i'm kind of like in agreement i don't think any of them are like particularly overpowered to the point of really really fighting over it and you know really fight to prevent any particular realm from from having them i think the best one's been taken as well halls of knowledge i expect someone will war them for that at some point Ooh. Some foreshadowing. I like it. 
I don't know if it'll be us necessarily. We might pick one that's because there's there's quite a few wonders here that are good for explorers. Um, so we can quite easily go and divert onto that. We've got a few explorers in our realm, so yeah. But I don't know. You know, I think we'd much rather just take a wonder from a realm than take it out of zero. You yeah. know. Oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Which one of us can declare war the first? Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there with thirteen. I'm not sure. They got a good wonder. I gotta give them that. They got a good wonder. Let's see if they hold on to it or if somebody goes after it. Who knows these things? It'll be fun to see. Yeah, Rio. Uh, you want to touch anything else, or you want to wrap because we got a. We're facing some time constraints here with some guests. Yeah, we, we were talking beforehand. Uh, we, we don't want to go too long, and uh, I think we're well over an hour in, into this one. So um, everything's good from my side. It's uh, it's interesting. Like I said, first phase of the round's probably coming to an end, if, if it's not over already. Second phase, definitely about to begin. So um, all good so far. And uh, let's see what kind of what happens in the next couple of weeks. And you know what's shocking is there's no lycanthrope attackers, right? So I was like, okay, well, that's very interesting, right? It's the first round in a long time where we haven't seen a single Lycanthrope attacker. Yeah, I, I imagine, like, the Kobold um, strategies, it, it was shown to work quite well in um, the test round, so we saw a couple of Kobold attackers. They probably took that that spot of, you know, the super fast, super high-risk um, strat in place. But yeah, I'm a little bit surprised as well because I still think they're one of the one of the best on paper and, and definitely one of the fastest to, to play right out of the gates. Yeah, it's just... You know, their ultimate demise, which usually happens at some point for a self-sacrifice, right? But uh, Dave, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, no, not really. Just once again, thanks to FET for the changes. Thanks to Realm 5 for your efforts. And been impressed by Realm 11's systematic way of just taking everybody out. So I'm excited to see how the rest of the round plays out. And Rush, uh, any final thoughts? Um... Yeah, I guess if uh, if you're ever going out for a drive in Scotland around this time of year, always always pack a bag of salt with your with you in the in the boot of your car, because you never know when you're going to be on a massive hill, um, driving up ice mm-hmm. for forty minutes, going nowhere. <laughs> so how did you how did you get yourself unstuck? So by the way, so this the rush was uh, I guess stuck in snow earlier in the day. Yeah, not stuck in snow, stuck on ice. <laughs> no, I could have probably handled okay. a lot better, but it just got no traction. I live up on a, uh, up on some farmland in a steading, um, and it's up a big dirt farm track. Uh, and we've had some pretty bad snow for the past week to the point where I haven't been able to leave my house up until today for the last week. Uh, and today I went out, um, which was a bad idea, because when I tried to come home, back up that dirt road, which is... You know, a very steep incline. I just was not going anywhere, and my my car got stuck about halfway up the road, and it was blocking all of my neighbours from coming out because it's a single track road. So I'm like, oh shit, I've got to get this car moved. So 40 minutes later, after spreading tons of salt everywhere across the road, uh, I finally managed to get some traction and pulled into a neighbour's house. So I was almost late for the podcast. Oh well, you uh, you were good. You arrived. Early. It was Rio that was late to his own birthday party here. And uh, I got here just in the nick of time, and then had to wait 15 minutes for Rio. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he's that guy. He's got to put on his makeup. 
As I told you guys earlier, yeah, I got lost with the uh, the office move in the past couple of months. Right. All right, and uh, you know, my final thoughts and words of wisdom would be, you know, if it's minus forty outside, get yourself a toothy made jacket. It'll keep you warm. And with that note, I'd like to thank Dave and Rush for joining us. And you know, I'm, I'm excited to have Rio here for the full round this time, and uh, hear from his insights as the round goes on. And with that, we'll catch you in the next one, guys. 